No Names, All Game, Episode 2. I am your host, Chris Henkin, joined again by the ever-talented Pat Calicchio. Pat, the NFL draft is over. It is. Um, I'm kind of glad it is, because I I could only sit there and not watch watch my Jets (laughs) not draft 10 Staters for so long. It was a grueling weekend for sure. Um, And this is, before we get into it, obviously a whole lot to talk about with with Penn State and and everything that happened. Um, Something I saw talked a lot about on Twitter, uh, what do you like better, the old format of the draft or the new format? And I don't know if I even remember the old format. I don't know how long ago it was, but apparently what they used to do was rounds one through three on Saturday and four through seven on Sunday. So it's just a whole weekend affair. You think you would like that better or what we currently do where round one is Thursday, two and three Friday, and then the rest on Saturday? Um, I like the old one just because I feel like on the first first day, they just make every team run the clock so they can get a full hour in there. Yeah. Like, you know the Browns had their pick right away. Of course. Um, Of course. Yeah, it's one of those things that just for TV ratings, they make everyone use, like, the whole clock on the first day. And it's pretty annoying. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Thursday night, first round. It was exciting. I loved it. Uh, but it felt like it was like a four-hour event where it probably could have been like an hour and a half tops. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, lots to get into. So overall impressions, feelings after the draft. What's uh, what's your main takeaway? Um, so overall, I mean, pretty great draft for Penn State. Six guys drafted. Yep. That's tied for third most, I believe. Um, you've got to love that. I mean, there's few things that look better to a potential recruit than you know, NFL possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think one of the, the coolest things for me, we talked about it a little bit on the first episode. I think we did at least, or maybe it was on the deleted one. Um, but we talked about how... I remember the first episode. Right. <laughs> we talked about how it's cool how you see some of these NFL factories, the Ohio States, the Alabamas, that, you know, sometimes the coaches are there cheering on their kids. And James Franklin being there, he was doing some, like, uh, pre-draft press, which is cool. But yeah. him being there right as Saquon was drafted... Saquon hugs mom, hugs dad, and then it's right in for a huge signature James Franklin hug. And that was just, I mean, that was a cool moment. I, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I'm, you got to love that. Um, obviously, I think it was, um, you know, a genuine moment. Yeah. But it does look so good for the program. Definitely, of course. Um, and that, that can't be understated. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I agree. I think that's what you get with James Franklin. I think that's what, like. I think people kind of, you know, I don't, I don't want to say hated on him when he first got there, but everyone's like, oh, oh he's kind of, he's kind of cheesy, he's corny. Like, yeah. does he know the X's and O's? And it's like, obviously, he's shown, you know, he he can he can get the talent in the program, and then obviously now get them to the next level. I think one of the one of the funniest tweets that continues to go around to this day, Matt Miller, uh, Bleacher Reports, NFL Draft Scout, one of my favorite guys I've noted. Um, this tweet still haunts him. It was a couple of years ago, and it's, he said, uh, if I'm a skill position player. I'm not committing till Penn State until James Franklin is gone. And yeah, all so, night people were tweeting yeah. it at him. People were, and he owns up to it. He gets it, right? It, yeah. it, he's one of the ones who will be like, "Yep, hand up on me." Um, but really cool. So, like we said, uh, six players drafted, eight eight guys signed free agent deals so far. Um, I yeah. think we have all of them signed. We're we were trying to yeah, see mean, if that's... there's anyone else, but I think most of the guys are. I don't in. think there's going to be anyone else. Um, but yeah, some pretty cool stats. Like I said, we're not we're not stats guys, um, but these are courtesy of Lions twenty four seven. So uh, I'm shamelessly stealing them. Um, most players drafted for Penn State since two thousand ten, when we also had six. Um, since the current format of the draft uh, started in nineteen ninety four, the seven rounds, only once have we actually had more than six, and that was in nineteen ninety six. We had ten guys. So we actually tied our highest, which is really cool. And, and we were talking about this a little bit off air. One or two guys that we think probably probably should have gotten their name 100%. called that we'll get to. Uh, could have could have broke that tie there. So really cool to see those guys going. Um, in yeah, I think I think we should jump right into it. So obviously first first guy called the man, the myth, the legend, Saquon Barkley, number two to the Giants. What do you think? Um, I mean, obviously great fucking pick by the Giants. The only 
legitimate criticism that you can make of it is that the running back position just isn't as important as it used to be. Um, but, you know, you see teams like uh, the Cowboys two years ago. They yep. were, I mean, how heavily did they rely on Zeke? And then how much worse were they when he wasn't really playing the next season? Yeah. Um, and he's such a pivotal role in the past game. Um, obviously, you know, you and I are both Jets fans. Sucks. Hate that he's a giant. Oh, it fucking Hate sucks. It. But I, I'm one of the reasons I'm happy they picked him is because with the Jets trading up to three, you knew yep. they were picking a quarterback. Yep. And I couldn't stand to sit there and watch them pass on him. At <laughs> it'd three. be more painful. Yeah, it'd, it'd, it'd be it'd more be painful worse. if he was on the board and we had to watch them take. Because because if he was on the board, that probably means the Giants would have taken Darnold or somebody would have traded up to take Darnold. Yeah. So that would have meant we would have sat there and taken either Josh Rosen. Or Josh Allen while Saquon Barkley was still on the board. Yep. So, yes, it happened. We're moving on. We're over it. We're not bitter. Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> but a couple cool stats on, on Barkley going that high. So, he's the like we talked about last time, first first round pick since 2010 when Jared Audrick went. Uh, he's our first top 10 pick since 07, Levi Brown. Mm. First top two pick since 2000 when we actually had Courtney Brown and LeVar Arrington go number one and two. And he's actually our first running back since Evan Royster uh, back in 2011. Uh, and I think he was uh, he was like a fifth-round pick. But, yeah, we've kind of been, like, running back by committee for a while. So kind of yeah, cool, sure. cool to see a lot of that go. Um, another funny one that I saw uh, on Twitter going around. I don't know who this is. Uh, Mark Dalton, someone in the, in the Cardinals organization. Must be Andy's brother. Uh, gotta be. <laughs> uh, we talked about how I love the, the NFL draft, and I love mock drafts, and they're so fucking stupid because nobody knows anything. Yeah. Obviously, that pr- was proven by Baker Mayfield going number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, this guy did some, did some reviews, said review of 40 notable mock drafts, average number of first-round hits, meaning the right player to the right team, was just three out of 32. So these experts, <laughs> on average, just got three picks right. Um, sadly, 19 mocks hit two or fewer, including two that had over 32 efforts. Wow. So you and I correctly predicted Saquon Barkley to New York Giants. Better than most of the experts. So we are better than at least two of these schmucks, and I think we should Our be higher than that. should yes. be higher than <laughs> Absolutely. Saying. So, uh, yeah, I, it's, there's not much more we can say. I don't want to beat this dead horse. So happy for Saquon. Um, yeah. his post, his post-draft interviews, uh, I think a lot of Giants fans, a lot of NFL fans in general, if they weren't familiar with Saquon, um, maybe as in depth through college, you got to be now, and you got to just fall in love with the kid. He he is going to be the face of that program. Uh, I I just I, I watched more post draft Saquon videos than I did Sam Darnold videos, and I'm pumped for Sam Darnold. Like yeah, Jets oh, fans, super pumped. I've done my due diligence the days after, watched some of his highlights, of but I watched every interview that was on Saquon, and I'm just so happy for I the mean, kid. I you can almost guarantee this kid's going to have a dynamic career. Yep. It's, it, there's almost no question. I just feel proud, which is so weird. I, I like I don't know the guy personally. I did I did give him a fist bump at the Rose Bowl. I'm gonna nice. say that as many times as I possibly can. Nice. Um, but yeah, I don't know the guy, and I'm just so fucking proud of him. So Saquon, we love you. Yeah. Best of luck. Uh, did did uh his his girlfriend gave birth? We talked about that last time. So a dad and number two pick overall in the same week. That's pretty it's a big week. Pretty freaking awesome. Even any week I've ever had. That's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Number forty two overall, tenth pick in the second round. Mike Gesicki to the Miami Dolphins. Um, before we go into the actual pick, one thing that pisses me off, and that this is so nitpicky, I would say like a good 80% of the talking heads on TV call Hayden, him Gesicki. Oh. No, they say Gesicki. Instead of Gesicki? Gesicki. Like, it, there's an I. I don't know. It's stupid, but it just pisses me off. It's yeah. like... Do your research. Yeah, come if on. You're talking about him enough. You should do it. Exactly. Again. But the other piece, you, you know, Don Hayden Hurst did go in the first round. We thought uh, we thought Gesicki had a real shot to go in the first Yeah. Um, but yeah, t- uh, Baltimore took, took Hayden Hurst, older guy, bigger guy thoughts. Um, I mean, I think it really comes down to Hayden Hurst is the better 
blocker. Yeah. Um, so you're going to be able to use him more right away. Um, Gasicki, he's just really going to have to become a more willing participant in the blocking game if you want to see significant time early in his career. But I don't think there's any doubt among anybody that he's the best receiving tight end in this draft. Yeah. You know? And and the best athlete among tight ends in this draft. Yeah, completely agree. And, and I really did want to see him – Get, get picked in the first round just because I think he deserved to. Like, yeah, it would have been cool to have multiple Penn State players, but I, I just truly think he yeah, does deserve it. Um, but a couple of shockers in the first round that pushed a lot of first-round talent into the second round, and that happens every year. Yeah. Um, a couple things to note. Miami, I, I don't know exactly what their quarterback situation is. I guess Tannehill's coming back, right? Yeah, He's coming back so. from injury. Um, I feel like they've made some moves in their skill game, so I don't really know how that team looks. We'll um, see. But two teams in a row, Penn One State guys go to. They could be like surprise everybody be a nine True. ten win team or they could be a four win team yeah exactly and another arch rival of the new york jets yeah. so mike we wish you the best of luck but we hope your team doesn't do all that well especially I mean, you, when you're you playing could, us you could actually make a case that gasicki is the best physical specimen in the draft between his height and yeah. his athletic ability yeah no i, I completely yeah. agree i mean that vertical leap we talked about it a whole lot the kid put up a decent decent bit in you know the weight training and, and he's quick um you know, he, he proved, I think he's, a lot of times you hear people say they're more quick than fast or fast than quick. I think he's got it all. I really do. Um, the one thing I'll say is uh, with, you know, I've criticized his blocking. Yeah. So when he first came to Penn State, he didn't have great hands. And uh, he's got some of the best hands you'll ever see now. Yeah. So, I mean, if I think he has the kind of mentality where he can, he'll go to work on that if, if he thinks that's what he needs to do. Absolutely. And I think he can become a real dynamic player. Yeah, and I think a lot of the a lot of the guys we're talking to about Adam Gase, the coach down in Miami, uh, knows how to use tight ends. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm reading what sure. they say on Twitter. So yeah. cool. Well, we hope not? we hope success for you, Mike. Uh, stat on Gasicki, first tight end from Penn State above the fifth round since 1995, and that was a guy named Kyle Brady who went to the New York Jets. Yes, he did, and people booed. Yeah, <laughs> hard. Uh, so Mike, congrats. Best of luck to you down in South Beach. First Penn State tight end to not get. Boo really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on next to possibly the most shocking pick yeah. for Penn State fans, number 109 overall, Troy Apke to the Washington Redskins. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't think it's insulting to say he was not the best defensive back in our defensive backfield, just in terms of his, you know, the way he plays the game. Yep. But, the, I mean, you, you could tell the reason that they drafted this kid so high. He is an athlete. Yes, he, he can run, run. He can. Uh, yeah, I, I agree, and and I think uh, a lot of a lot of like analysts were giving this this pick like a bad grade, and and a lot of them talked about how it's not it's not anything to do with Troy or his athleticism or even his his play, but it was just you could have gotten him later. Redskins got a reach. You could have got him in the sixth round, probably pretty easily. Um, and again, Troy, we love you, but this is just how it works. So. Um, one big thing, a lot of people were pointing out, I, this is just dumb luck, but he was the ninth pick in the fourth round. So on the screens, it came up as four Oh nine quick shout Woo! out to Joe pie. Um, take that for what you will, but that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, he's, he's an athlete. Um, I, I don't know all of Washington's, you know, defensive back situation, but obviously they felt that he could provide some sort of need uh, if you're going to take him that early. And, and hell, he's going to have a real good shot to to make an impact on that team if they're yeah. taking him that high. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a risky pick because just because of how high they took him, not because of who he is. Yep. But, you know, if there's a guy who can pan out, it's a guy with that kind of athletic ability. And size. He's got good size. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, so Troy, best of luck to you, brother. Uh, four picks later, my favorite guy in this draft, uh, Deshaun Hamilton, number oh, 113 baby. overall to the Broncos. 
Um, we talked about it. He had a great offseason, great NFL draft, you know, uh, yeah. pre-workout, whatever you want to call it. And, I mean, I think the Broncos got a steal here. They, oh, um, They got the best route run in the draft. They really did. And what's crazy is I was looking back at the actual the draft for the Broncos. So, first of all, they got Bradley Chubb in the first, which – Again, I can't believe the Browns passed on him. That 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 just threw the whole thing off. Like yeah. a lot of people talk about how Saquon and Darnold. I think the thing that threw the draft off completely was when the Browns took Denzel Ward at four, because then yeah. everything changed from there. Um, True. The, the Broncos said if Chubb wasn't there, they were willing to trade back. All kinds of things. I'm getting off topic. Um, but anyway, they get they get Chubb in the first. They got Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver from SMU, in the second, yeah. and then you get Deshaun Hamilton here in the fourth. So Cortland Sutton and, and Deshaun Hamilton, that's like your modern day Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. You know, yeah. it's been those two guys for so long. I mean, I think their quarterback is Case Keenum, so I mean, they still need to figure that out. But I mean, got a couple of really great receivers. They, coming yeah, they into got someone who's going to help them. It's going to be two kids like that. I think, especially as a, as an immediate impact, Deshaun is going to be so helpful just because he's such a good route runner. And in the slot, he's going to be able to he's going to be able to get NFL open. Yeah. You know? Um. And as long as you can hit NFL open, that's a kid who can do it because he's so precise with his routes. And even though he doesn't have the most explosive speed for a wide receiver, he's just he comes out of his break so cleanly. It's really difficult for defensive backs to keep up with him. Yeah, completely agree. I I, I love this guy. Uh, one of my favorite players. I will definitely be watching him on Denver. Um, and really cool too. The NFL ran a lot of uh, a lot of his backstory. He's got a really cool story. If you haven't seen it, his brother Darius um, deals with I believe it's autism. Uh, you know, and he's been a, a huge huge factor in his life and and just the bond they have together. Again, just a great kid. Uh, really wish the best of luck to him out in Denver. Moving on, number 148 overall. So we have to wait a My full man. round, round five, pick 11. Your guy, My man, Marcus Allen to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Great fit for him. Um, I, I mean, you know, obviously Pittsburgh kid, Pennsylvania kid. Yep. You got to love that he went to the Steelers, even though I hate the Steelers. I hate him. Um, but, I mean, I think it's a great fit for him um, in terms of what they used to be, how physical on defense they used to be. Yeah. Um, he doesn't quite have the athleticism of a Troy Polamalu, obviously. Right. But I think he plays a game that can be similar in terms of how aggressive he is and how how um, active he's going to be in the run game. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think a lot of it, too, is like, yes, you, you draft, obviously, physical skill, but you draft for the player, too. And he's just such an energetic dude. They, the Pittsburgh Steelers, like, a formal Twitter already was tweeting out, like, videos of him dancing and celebrating. Like, they yep. love this guy's energy. He's a they team love guy, who yeah. he is. He People really is. follow him. Yep, absolutely. Uh, he, had, he had a couple of really cool videos on Twitter, him, you know, Popping some bottles of champagne yep. with the family. He uh, he had a picture of him as as a little kid with his grandma. I was like, "Grandma, I'm coming home." Really cool story. So happy for him. Uh, not 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 necessarily first round, but we did predict this one too. So I'm gonna go ahead and say now we are exponentially better than the experts. So yes. experts, um, fuck yourselves. We're great. Here's what I will say: It's impossible to predict NFL careers very accurately. Of course. Um, but I, I I think given the opportunity. I think you're going to see Marcus Allen in a Pro Bowl during his career. I, I am very okay with that take. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily a hot take. I think it's, like you said, you got to get him in the right situation, right team, right defense, and I think he's in it. I, yeah. I think he I think he's going to start sort of like rotationally. You know, he'll, he'll get his yeah, time here and there. Yeah, he's a very strong defense right yeah, now. He's, he, there's opportunity, right? So, so Marcus, we wish you the best of luck. Hell yeah, um, great fit. Very happy for you. Kill it um, there. Yeah, kill it in Pittsburgh, buddy. All right, and up to our last pick in the draft, number 182 overall, round six, pick eight, Christian Campbell, cornerback, going to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, um, uh, as far as a late-round pick goes, I mean, doesn't get much better. He's just got phenomenal athletic ability. Um, again, just like his technique isn't quite as good as like a Marcus Allen, I think. 
but you know, that's something you can learn. You can't learn athletics. Yeah, absolutely. Really great value pick. Uh, obviously, they lost Tyron Matthew. Uh, went down to the Texans, so they're they're looking for some help in the secondary. Uh, and he's another guy who can, you know, when you get picked at this point in the draft, I think really round five and on, it's kind of a prove it pick. You know, there's a lot of these guys that don't end up making yeah. rosters, but I think both Marcus and Christian Campbell Absolutely. have a really good opportunity to go in there, work their asses off, and 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 you know, make not only the rosters but you know, a good portion of the, the rotation of the team. Yeah, yeah. whether I mean, it's... I'd be shocked if either of them don't make. Oh, completely the agree. Completely agree. And like I said, at the very least, you got two super athletic kids. They're going to be on special teams right away. Yes. Um, Christian Campbell, fun fact here. I don't know if it's fun, but eye-opening. First corner from Penn State since Justin King in 2008. Ten years since we've had a corner drafted. That does surprise me. That's crazy to me. And I think uh, when, the, when you showed me that, I was pretty shocked. Yeah, the one big one that stood out to me, because I remember Adrian Amos a couple of years ago, yeah. but he was drafted as a safety. Because if you remember, towards the end of his career, they moved him over. Um, yeah, that's just that's that's a little eye-opening. So a lot of these stats, you know, first tight end since 1995 up in the above fifth round, you know, first running back since 11, first corner since 08, just kind of shows you how far we've come. And then that's what we talked about in our, in our last episode is that it feels like we're kind like of, we're we're back. I mean, you remember right? how good those teams yes. were, how excited yes. you were Absolutely. to watch them every Saturday. Yeah. And I mean, obviously we're all, you're just always excited to watch Penn state every Saturday, yep. but there's an extra level of excitement now knowing that, Every game is a stepping stone potentially to college football playoff. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And like you said, six, six draft picks uh, tied for third amongst all schools. I guess we're in fifth. Yeah, third third amongst all schools. Do you want to guess who number one was? Bama. Yep, Bama number one with 12 picks. That's insane. just insane. I think they had four in the first round. Um, it's it's nuts. So, and, and, I mean, Bama does have a, uh, you know, kind of a track record of having some busts too, right? You know, there's definitely some of their running backs that haven't panned out. I don't think yeah. any quarterbacks have ever panned out, but they get you there, and that's really all that matters, right? They send out a lot of linemen too. Yeah, exactly. Really, their their really linemen are great. Linemen. Yeah, the linebackers. They they yes, they're I'm I'm hating just to hate, but uh, oh, Bama number one with twelve. Uh, the next next grouping all had seven. seven. That was LSU, NC State, which was really surprising to me, uh, and no, Ohio State, State yeah. which I mean, fuck them. But again, we were one pick away from being in that same echelon. At this point, it's semantics, right? And, and we should have had that. One and we should have. So that brings um, me exactly to the next point: undrafted free agents. So we both, we both each are, I think, how more many teams perturbed. Had six picks, like four. I honestly didn't look it up. That's Us, a great Miami, one. Miami, and I think two others. I'm a shitty host. Sorry, yeah, guys. Whatever. If you're listening to this, thanks, but okay. I, I fucked up. Um, yeah, it, we were we were in that top grouping for sure. Um, so we had, like I said, about eight guys, or not about. We had eight guys uh, that signed undrafted free agent contracts, and we both. Uh, we're kind of a little bit more upset uh, with one player individually that didn't get picked. For me, I'm going to go ahead and first say it. I think Grant Haley not getting his name called is insane. Um, again, no disrespect to Troy Apke, but I think in, if you're looking for a player in the secondary, I would have gone Grant Haley first. Um, we talked about how Haley and Campbell were both kind of comparable. I think I think I said I would have taken Campbell first, but still, yeah. you look at some of the picks at the very end of the draft. I mean, we had the, the rugby player that went. You see these punters and kickers that probably aren't going to sign contract. How do you pass up a guy like Grant Haley? I just, I don't get it. The, uh, the only reason I can see it happening is just because the, the, the way he plays in pass coverage, I think in the NFL, that like sort of his style will lend itself to a lot of pass interference calls. Yeah, and in today's NFL, it's troubling. Um, but again, I think every kid out of Penn State has—they have the mentality that they can become 
just incredibly better players at the next level. Yeah, and I and I remember you saying that about about his style of play. And and like I said, I'm not I'm not an expert by any means, but I just I really like the kid. I think he's I think I he's agree. a baller out there. I think he's going to do great. He signed with the New York Giants, so he'll be joining Saquon Barkley. He's got that X factor it's... too, where he he just tends to make plays. Yeah. Um, you know, despite some of his like uh, I. I don't want to call them shortcomings, but sure. shortcomings in coverage. He's five nine. Shortcomings. Yeah. We get yes. it. We get it. Exactly. Nice play on words there, buddy. <laughs> um, and you know he is. He just had one of those guys who seems to be when a big play happens, he seems to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Like right place, so, at the right time, kind of guy. Uh, again, not happy that he's on the Giants. I don't know why what you guys do? keep doing this to me, but I, I think he's in a good spot. Again, I think he will absolutely make that roster. And and you know what? Sometimes it's better to go that route. If and let, I mean, get drafted by a shitty team where you're not gonna, you know, get a spot versus you're gonna go to the Giants, who are obviously in a good spot rebuilding. They're getting their, you know, team back. Yeah, People and who were definitely hurt last some year. Uh, some opportunities in that secondary. Yeah, for sure. So Grant, uh, very happy, very happy for you that you did sign rather quickly there. Yeah. Uh, and and your guy who you thought was highly overlooked, Jason Cabinda, man, I can't believe he didn't get called. Yeah. Yeah, um, we we talked about this towards on the, first the end one. of the draft. I, I was looking at like uh, I was doing it on CBS Sports app. Sure, sure. But I think he was actually the number one best available player during, really? during most of the last. Oh, that's round. cool. Um, I yeah, I, I cannot believe he didn't get drafted. Um, I understand that you know he doesn't put up the best sort of athletic numbers, but if you look at former Penn State linebackers who have had good careers like Sean Lee and Paul Plazosny, their athletics don't pop off the charts. Yeah, but they were. Great linebackers in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I think he has the potential to be a great linebacker. He has the potential to be a Pro Bowl linebacker. Um, you know, it, he stays healthy, you know, improves, and gets a shot. Yeah. I think I really think he could be a Pro Bowl linebacker. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd go that far. I love the kids so much, and I love them I as a leader. I'm going, I'm going to let you go that far. I'm going that far. Because I, I can't love everyone. We'll, we'll be the worst podcast in the world if we just say all That's these true. guys are going to be the fucking best. But Kabinda, yeah, I, I really – it's funny because I had like – I'm learning how to how to tweet as a uh, as a No Names All Game Twitter account. So for those of you that do follow us, apologies for the many, many retweets and, and extra stuff out I'm there. Um, we're up to like 19 followers, so moving, moving on up Let's in the world. Go, um, but I had one ready for Kabinda because I'm like, all right, he's going to get picked. He's going to get picked. I had a great picture of him in the neck roll. Uh, I think the quote was, uh, you show me someone who doesn't love this man and I'll show you a liar. And I was really excited to tweet it and never got my chance. Um, but yeah, I think I think Oakland is a great spot for him. Yeah. Uh, again, he's a, he's a hard-nosed, old-school football player. They got, what, one more year in Oakland? Two years? Yeah. I think it's the last year, maybe. Either way, black hole, hard-nosed football. I think that's a great spot for him. Um, and I really I really do hope he, he gets his shot to, to show himself. Because, and they're a young team, too. Yeah. Because if like. nothing else, he's, he's – and I think he proves so yeah, one of the hardest a, working guys He'll get there. a chance to prove himself among a young team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so looking at some of the rest, we won't go into de- depth on – into too much depth on most of these guys. Uh, Saeed Blacknell joins Cabinda out in, in Oakland, which I thought was really cool. They, like, announced it together on Twitter. Yeah. Like, 1340 reunited. And um, Saeed's got that uh, – he's got that sort of Raiders attitude. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we, that, that, was our one, that was our one knock on the, on the last episode that he's had some off-field issues. He's never quite put it together. Dude's an athletic kid. He's a very good wide receiver. I don't know if Vegas is going to be a good place this for him. Is true. That's <laughs> this is true. This is true. thing you got to be worried about. Saeed, Saeed, stay out of trouble, brother. If you're having off-the-field issues in Central PA, 
NCAA, Vegas could be a little risky. You know what the shittiest thing, too, is when Penn State has these issues, like Saeed had a couple, Manning Bowen had issues, Irv Charles had issues. We never know what the fuck the issues are because James Franklin is Fort Knox. So, like, we're sitting here saying he had off-the-field issues. I have no idea what he's actually gotten in trouble with. That's true. uh, Saeed, if we're painting a bad picture of you, buddy, we apologize. Uh, But best luck to you in Oakland. Really, really hope you get your job. Blame your coach. Yes, (laughs) yes, very much. Uh, So some others here. uh, Curtis Cothran, uh, defensive lineman to the Minnesota Vikings. Parker Cothran will be joining Marcus Allen in Pittsburgh. Tyler Davis, our kicker, heading off to Buffalo. Brendan Mann, uh, offensive lineman, going to Carolina, uh, maybe getting a shot to protect Cam Newton. Yeah, and I then mean, if also he can stay healthy, he certainly has a shot. Yeah, that's definitely going to be one of the toughest things for him, especially as an undrafted free agent. As if a lineman, oh lineman, hurt in Ooh. camp, your you know yeah. your chance is really low. But if he stays healthy, you know. Yeah. be on an NFL roster, and, no and, doubt in my mind. Yeah, he turned out, um, I think I said this on the first episode too, he he had some struggles early in his career. He turned out to be one of our best linemen towards yeah. the end of his career. So Definitely a guy that can learn and improve. Absolutely. And then lastly, uh, I think just happened today or maybe yesterday, depending on when we're putting this out, um, Tyrell Chavis, defensive tackle, uh, found a spot, I think okay. also with the with the New York Giants. Um, God, so New York Giants. Right, picking up everybody. Uh, but he's a guy who went the Juco route, uh, came to us, only had two years, and Really just went out and, and worked. Uh, big body defensive tackle. Uh, and again, give him a shot. See what he can do. So yeah. that wraps up our 2018 NFL draft. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say on these guys, and I don't want to beat it to death the rest. So yeah. I think I'm going to go ahead and, and do what I hate that all of the uh, ESPN and Bleacher Report analysts do and say, let's look ahead to 2019. Let's do it. We're going to do look it. Um, so I, I think one of the dumbest things, I, I said in the beginning, I think, I think, NFL mock drafts in general are incredibly dumb. Uh, no one knows anything, but they're exciting and they're entertaining. So, Are they as dumb as preseason collegiate rankings, though? <laughs> uh, probably not. I, I think collegiate rankings would probably be worse. Um, but, but even dumber for me is the day after the draft ends, people put out way too early 2019 mock oh, drafts. Oh, God, I hate that shit. Now, if you're going to put out a prospect watch list or you're going to put out here are the top guys to look out for, sure, fine. But you're trying to predict what teams are going to be picking in what order and what they're going to need a year from now is so ridiculous. Especially if you went 0 for 32 in this year's Right? Round. If you went 0 for 32 in <laughs> this year's You shouldn't be allowed round, to. Yeah, no, you should be barred yeah, from you, putting out way too early. You are not allowed to do a mock. You're in mock draft jail. You can't do yeah. one for at you least You couldn't get one days. right in real time. You're going to get one right a year ahead. <laughs> All right. So looking to 2019. Um Honestly, I'm just going to go through the names here. I don't want to say a lot because I think what we'll say about all of them is, well, he might have a chance, and if he's healthy, he'll do this. So like, yeah. Let's save our listeners, whoever is listening. Again, we appreciate the hell out of you. Um, please tell your friends. We're, we're taking this thing to the fucking moon. Um, but here are some of the guys. So I, I tried to break it down into those who are don't have eligibility left and then those who would have to leave early. So the ones that don't have eligibility left, we'll go through together. And then the ones that could leave early, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave as a little surprise, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get your rapid rapid response on yes or no. Will they leave, and and what'll happen with them? So start off with some of the guys that are done with eligibility. Obviously, the most obvious, obviously the most obvious. I say that. That's how obvious it is. Uh, Trace McSorley, right? Our leader, our guy. He's done with eligibility. Um, gut check, initial thought. Um, late rounder. Yeah. Uh, similar to Matt McGloin because he's small, tends to turn the ball over a little bit. Um, but you know, he's a, he's a gamer, he's a playmaker and he's incredibly productive. You know, I yep. showed you the stats last yep. week, literally had the same exact stats as the three top quarterbacks who went after Baker Mayfield. Um, and I mean, he's not going to put up Baker numbers cause right. he's in the big 10, not the big 12, but he's a guy who can throw for 30 touchdowns. And if he can get those interceptions down, 
I think he'll get picked. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of this, if he has a good season, that's that's the you know predication for all these, if they have a good season, right? Um, but if he has a good season, then I think also if Baker has a good season, I think that could do a lot True. for his value. That, yes. Again, not the same, but Excellent a short-statured quarterback, a gamer. If Baker goes out and balls out in Cleveland, some teams might be like, hey, yeah, maybe, maybe Trace work. can do that for it us in the work. fourth round, fifth round, whatever it's be. I hope we're talking about this in a year and he's like a first, second rounder. I know, but right. I digress. Uh, a couple other guys here. Uh, wide receiver DeAndre Tompkins had a, had a pretty good year this year. This will be his last year of eligibility. Um, definitely excited about him. Koa Farmer went kind of back and forth. He's been a safety. He's been a linebacker. Yeah. I think he's settling into linebacker now. Athletic dude. Uh, definitely definitely has a shot. I mean, you got to like the fact that he can play both. Um, you know, Mike come, come off as a little undersized for a linebacker. I, sure. I can't think of his height off the top of my head. But the fact that he's athletic enough to play safety, um, teams are going to like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then next, moving Raper into... up with tight ends and Yes, yeah, backs. yeah. We talked about that a lot. You need it in this in this NFL. Uh, moving directly into the, the defensive back, so Armani... Oruwarie, one of the toughest names to say. Um, he had, like, yeah, uh, what was the guy a couple years ago? Omanajapong? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Stephen Obeyingajapong. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> um, so Amani Oruwarie had a really a couple of really good games. Then I don't know if it was injuries or what, but then he, he didn't play as much for the rest of the year. And then Nick Scott, who has started out as a running back, I believe, back yeah. in the day and has finally found his spot as a safety and maybe a starter this year. One of the cool things I saw as well, um, when you include Grant Haley as an undrafted free agent, all four of our starting secondary are, are now an NFL roster. So that's what's going to make it tough for these guys is because basically their whole body of work is one season. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be but tough. The fact that your entire defensive backfield just went to the NFL also helps. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's in, in reputation. Yeah. I think it's, it's kind of both, right? Penn State has hurt in the draft recently. Yep. Definitely. Uh, and that was really cool seeing, seeing the entire starting secondary now finding homes three and four drafted. And then Grant obviously picked up. Uh, moving along, Torrance Brown. This one was interesting to me. So Torrance Brown, defensive end. If you remember, he got hurt last year. He's the one. Uh, Sharif Miller actually wore his number a couple times in okay, 19. Yeah. Um, he's a baller coming off the edge, and, and he just he didn't play because he got hurt. I think it was a knee injury or something. I, if he puts together a good body of work this year, and I, yeah. I, I just said I wasn't going to say that for everyone. I but, but, well, I think the, the big thing He's is, an edge rusher. I think as long as he stays healthy, he will put together good body work. I don't yeah. see him uh, playing every game and not putting it up impressive stats yeah and so just stay on the field but yeah look how many edge rushers go in the nfl yeah, draft this year right hugely it's, important you know because it's a pass heavy league yeah got to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. it's it's quarterback it's left tackle it's edge rusher that's yeah. like the the huge things these days um so torrence brown very very uh very good chance there last two uh Chaz wright offensive lineman uh another one who's come along i i don't think i heard about him for like his first two three years and then last year all of a sudden he was like an integral part of our line I don't know. I don't know how high his ceiling is or, or floor for that matter, yeah. but we'll see. I don't know jack shit about old linemen. Um. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, last one. Mark Allen. Mark Allen running back. I will say this. Mark Allen's one of my favorite players on the team. Uh, he has never been the guy, and he has seemingly just been like okay with that. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like he's never. He's, he's a never. Teamer. He's yeah, a team guy. He's never took it as like, oh shit, I'm not the main running back. Like whenever he gets the ball, he's gonna try to take it to the house, and he's gonna try to make you look silly. Yeah. And I, I just, I commend him so much for that. Um, yeah. Um, I doubt he's gonna get the workload again this year with Miles Sanders right. being as good as he is. Of course. You never know, of course, uh, with health issues. I mean, how good his preseason is. Yep. Um, you know, hopefully I didn't just anybody. <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, but I would say this is a guy who. Mike in a late round pick if yeah. he has some impressive big runs, yeah. but could definitely become an undrafted free agent. Yeah, for sure. And and, and, sh- and 
be able to show an NFL team what he's made of. Yeah, he's small. He's speedy. Uh, can't get him in the return game a little bit. He can add some value. Uh, Mark, I, I really like you, buddy. All right, uh, looking at some of these guys. And again, these I don't know if these are all accurate on who has eligibility and not. So if you're listening and you are a stats guy, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but let's go into some of the guys who can opt to leave early. Uh, some of them I think will be surefire with a good season. Some of them will be a little bit more. So uh, I'm going to go name by name. Your gut check on are they going to leave if they have a good season and and what you know what that looks like for them. Number one, most obvious, Jawan Johnson. Yes, um, the kid's a serious NFL talent, and I hate that I think he'll leave, um, but that's a kid who could easily go. First two rounds. Yeah, I saw I saw one of the way too early mock drafts today. I had him as the first wide receiver taken in the first round. He's um, serious NFL talent. Yeah, he's got the he's got the body, he's got the size, he's got I mean he's got everything. Yeah, Jawan, I would love for you to continue. It's kind of the same how I felt with Godwin. Everyone said if Godwin has a good year, he's going, and he did, and I think he will have a great NFL career once he finds yep. his place. Uh, same kind of thing with Jawan. I would love to selfishly keep him for as long as he can. Probably yeah. does. I could see him staying for one extra season, but I mean, there's no shot he stays for four. Yeah, no, no, and it's it's again if he if he has a monster season and he made a first He'll round pick, likely, yeah. why not? Like you can't knock a kid who's about to go make millions of dollars playing no. a game they love. Um, this one, obviously, uh, I gotta stop saying obviously shit. Um, maybe not as uh, not as inclined, but um, I saw this and I didn't realize the eligibility. Miles Sanders. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, gut feeling is no. Uh, just because one season as the guy, especially as a running back, yeah. not uh, not hugely valued. Yep. I think it's tough to leave early as a running back with really one full season under your belt. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, I, I was looking through the eligibility, and I think he's a true junior coming into this year. So if he wanted to leave, he could. Um, and, and the only thing I, I see that could possibly send him to go is, one, if he does have down. a monster year, yeah. right? Running back, if I, I, you saw some guys this year. I mean, Darius guys slipped so far, but some of the others that went early, like you saw Rashad Penny go in the first round. Um, who else? Carry on Johnson went early. A couple of guys went early. It could happen. Yeah. Um, but the other part on too, too I is also have be... no idea how good he is in the past uh, as a receiver. Yeah, true. Um, you really we haven't, haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it at Penn State. <laughs> we haven't seen it. So former number one coming out of high school. Um, the other part I think that could play a factor into this, and I don't think it's a huge factor, but some of the running back talent that we have coming into the program. So you have Ricky Slade, who's going to be a true freshman, who they're saying like could battle for time this year. Yeah. Um, does does he find a place where Miles has a good enough season that he knows he can get drafted, realizes that there's enough talent at Penn State that he maybe won't get all the touches the following year, yeah. and says, you know what, I'm going to take my chance and go with it. It's a possibility. It's I, a, I, just, I don't see it happening. Yeah. So I think – I don't know. I – Unless you're going to go top two rounds, I don't see yeah. really early. That's my hot take alert for the show. I'll try not to do any more of those. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, we just talked about it. Edge rusher, super important. Sharif Miller. Sharif Miller, gut tells me yes. Yeah, he's a he's a monster. Uh, Philly kid, hard worker. Like I said, uh, when when Torrance Brown went down last year, he just he took over. Um, and and the guy's a beast. He I think he put up maybe five sacks, six sacks, something yeah. like that. He's definitely uh, he's not a definite to go. Right. Uh, but I think he's up there. Gut tells me he, he won't. Yeah, say. I think he's up there. Um, next one, John Reed, corner, missed all of last year with his his health issue. He lost his knee, but arguably our best defensive back. Had he been there, uh, you know, he would have been starting opposite opposite Grant Haley. I, I fully believe. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think he'll go. Uh, Interesting. Just, I don't think he's a big enough name. Okay. Um, unless he puts up like really in really impressive interception numbers. Yeah. I think it's tough to get. 
um, that noticed. Okay. That all of a sudden you're going to go from not playing at all one year to leaving early. Interesting. All right. See, I was on the other side because the year prior to when he was hurt, he had a great year. He was a shutdown, a true shutdown corner as, I guess, a sophomore at that point. Because yeah. um, I, I think he gets a medical red shirt maybe. So that's why he has to, I don't know how it all works, but he's got time left. Um, I think I think he's fantastic. I think he's our best defensive back. Uh, and that's not to knock the four guys who are now on NFL teams, but I think yeah, had he played, I think had he played with them last year, he would have been the best of the bunch. Uh, moving on, this is the scary part for me. So we have gone from offensive line being the bane of our existence to kind of dare I say a strength, eligible to leave next year. I don't know if I dare. Uh, yeah, well, maybe not a strength, but at least a formidable part of our game. Yeah. Uh, eligible to leave next year: Ryan Bates, Stephen Gonzalez, Connor McGovern. All three of them. Um, again, I'd be surprised. Uh, linemen, unless unless you're a huge pick, linemen don't tend to leave early. Okay. Um, All right, so I'm obviously the optimist here, and I'm just getting excited about the NFL potential. Scares me because I've got literally 18 guys on this list right now uh, from the ones that are done with eligibility and could leave early that all project to be, if not a a bona fide starter, at least in the rotation. So obviously I don't want to lose 18 guys. Um, Out of those three, I think Ryan Bates is the clear fire. I do think he's gone. Um, He is is an exceptional offensive line. Exceptional, did I just say? We're not even drinking this episode. Jeez, it's a Monday night recording. Maybe we need to drink more. Apparently. Um, Ryan Bates, he is an exceptional talent on the offensive line. Connor McGovern, I think, too, but he's a little bit younger, if I if I remember. I think he's a year younger than uh, Bates. Ryan Bates has played all the positions, too. He, I believe he started as a guard, and they've actually moved him out to tackle because that's how athletic he is, and that's, yeah. how, that's how much of a mauler he is out there. Um, he's a guy that I think really could turn some heads for the NFL, um, and – Again, selfishly, I hope he stays, but I could see him going. Hopefully, we don't lose all of our offensive line. Um, one I missed, Kevin Givens, also on the defensive line, uh, next to Shreve Miller, plays inside. I, I don't know. Um, he's, he's kind of been up and down. He showed flashes this past year. Um, don't see him leaving. Uh, yeah. I don't see the consistency out of him to leave early. Yeah, I think um, that's I fair. I want to add a little bit to the offensive linemen. I think one of the really big things that will make them stay is Penn State does not have – a reputation right now sure. for cranking out offensive line. That's a good point. Usually, when you see people leave early, it's the Alabamas, the Wisconsin's. Yeah, these, the these guys. Boys. Yeah, these guys yeah. who have reputations yeah. as O line factories. Penn State doesn't have that at all because of the difficulties we had with our O line after the scandal. Um, so I think they'll stay just because that outlook for them won't be as good. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I hate to give you credit, but that was a good one. So uh, last one I'll say, there are a couple other names on there. Some uh, some that maybe Cam Brown is a linebacker. I don't see him going early. Yeah. Um, the one that stuck out to me too, and, and this one is I think more funny than anything, but he, he has the eligibility and he's an absolute stud. Blake Gillikin, our punter. Blake Gillikin. Um, I, do punters leave early? Is I was going to say, thing? I've never heard of a punter leaving early. <laughs> uh, he's a, he's um, an absolute stud. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Um, plus... <laughs> Hunters don't get drafted very often. Right. <laughs> usually get signed as a free agent. And also, one thing I learned from a buddy of mine, a shout out to D1 Dan Jordan, um, who was a NFL prospect long snapper. Okay. Basically, if you're a guy like a punter, kicker, or a long snapper, you just have to wait to see if there's openings for that position with any teams. And like maximum, there's going to be like five a year. Yeah. That you have an option. That, that, yeah. What a tough spot to be in. So it's. Well, because I mean, how often yeah. are you really recycling through punters? No, makes teams? a lot of sense. You only have one on your roster. Right. Um, and like I said, he, I doubt it, first of all, just because he's a punter. Right. Um, 
And secondly, because he's a punter, he's probably going to want a college degree. Yeah, um, fair enough. And thirdly, the market for punters just isn't big. <laughs> very, very fair. Um, I just I think I have another one, another player crush on Blake Gillikin. I think there's not many times you see a punter as a weapon, and he is a true weapon. He, he is. I mean, he, he's a stud. He changes field position for us like no other. Um, hope he stays. Hope we get him for, for all four years. Um, all right, we are at just about 40 minutes. Uh, my goal is to keep this one under 30, but hey, we love talking Penn State, guys. Hopefully yeah. you love listening. Uh, we are going to wrap up here. 2018 NFL Draft, under wraps, done, complete, in the books, uh, and we're done with two episodes, Pat. How are you feeling? Um, let me tell you, I'm feeling pretty great about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, for those of you that are listening, again, we really appreciate it. Uh, we have this out now on iTunes, which is awesome. Um, the Anchor app is really cool, but not a lot of people are cool going to going there to listen. So if you listen on iTunes, check it out. Uh, we're, I think we may be able to get to Spotify if, at some you know, point. If, if you're a normal person, you just, yeah. just go to iTunes. Just go to iTunes if you're, if you're a normal person. Um, but yeah, uh, from here till the season, not a lot going on. So I think we, we had a lot coming out here. We had the NFL draft, a whole lot of podcasts, a whole lot of tweets. From now until, you know, mid-August or so, there's not a whole lot going on. We'll have so. to start making up some Skip Bayless hot takes. Yes, to... definitely. Uh, if you are listening, if you love Penn State football like we do, let us know what you want to hear. Um, tell us what you want to talk yeah. about. Give us ideas. Uh, we would love to talk Penn State. Um, Just tweet it at us. Yeah, maybe once every other week or so we'll try to do one of these. Tweet us and, uh, at no names all game. Um, if you're looking for me personally, you can find me at Ocho Colicchio. That's C-O-L-I-C-C. H-I-O. Shameless, Shameless plug. plug. I love it. I, I love it. I love it. Plugs. Uh, and I am at Chris Hankin. Check us out on Twitter. Eventually we'll get to uh, Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat. and Other I'm, things. I'm not going to do all of them. I think I think that's really dumb too when, when people go to every single platform. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's value in it. Who I needs it? Pisses me off. We're, we're going to stick with Twitter for now. We'll get to Instagram eventually. Check us out. No names. All game. 2018 NFL draft is in the book. Stay tuned for more Penn State talk. We are Penn State.